because she sounds so good. Uh, and yet, I've got to get to my guest. We're playing some of the best, have played some of the best of Whitney Houston all three hours today because today would have been her 60th birthday. And uh, it's hard to, to turn it up, Mouse. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. I'll listen to the rest of it when I get off the air. <laughs> but uh, she just sounds so good. Uh, Whitney Houston would have been 60 today. And so, again, we've been celebrating Whitney Houston all three hours of today's program. Got to leave some time, though, for this conversation with another visionary. Uh, Whitney was a musical visionary. He's an artistic visionary. Uh, creative director Kenny Gravelis has been dubbed the man behind the posters. <laughs> he joins us in studio now for a conversation about how he came how he became the uh, the go-to for major Hollywood studios and top filmmakers seeking thought-provoking advertising campaigns and film posters. So here's a black man whose work you have seen, whose work has uh, convinced you to go see movies. Uh, he's the guy that does all these visuals, so many of these great visuals that pulls you in. Uh, and uh, I want you to meet him. His name is Kenny Gravelis, and I'm honored to welcome Kenny uh, to this studio. How are you, sir? Oh, oh my goodness, I'm so good. First of all, Tavis, just want to say thanks so much for having me here. My pleasure. Uh, it's my first time officially on the radio, and it is an honor to be here. Seriously. This is like, your first time on a live radio show. First time on a live in, radio in show in life, like in, wow. my, in my 54, <laughs> almost 54 years on the planet. And I'm like, I'm just, I can't help it. I'm actually just looking around and it's just like, it's so cool. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't know that, but I, I am so, I am just titillated uh, and, and pleased to know this is your very first live radio appearance and it happens on the Tavis Smiley Show. So how lucky are we to have uh, you in studio? It's, my, it's my honor, trust no, me. No, thank it's, you. It's for, thank you for coming in. I, I want to make the most of our time. I, I have, um, this is this is interesting because we're, we're nationally syndicated now. So for those who are watching live, if you've never uh, checked this out on YouTube, we're on our app. Now's the time to turn it on because we're going to run through some photos here, some of his some of his best uh, and most iconic work. And so if you're listening live right now, uh, turn on the YouTube, uh, turn on the app, and uh, and, um, and and watch uh, as we move through some of these photos. If you're not listening live in parts around the country, um, go to any of my social media platforms, my, my, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, and you'll see these photos posted so you can catch up that way uh, if you're not checking us out live uh, right about now. So everybody can see the best uh, of Kenny uh, uh, Gravelis's work. Um, so I want to make the most of our time and get to these these photos here. But let me just start though by by getting a quick backstory uh, on, on Kenny uh, Gravelis and how this became your your journey. <laughs> My journey. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll try to be sort of I'll try to be succinct with it. Um, I'm originally from London. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I, know, couldn't, well, I, I couldn't tell. I've been living here a long time, though, so I don't know. That's yeah. I, I guess my accent is still there. Yeah, yeah, uh, just, a, just a little bit, just, just a little bit. bit. Yeah. Right. So um, I, you know, I went to school in London. Mm -hmm. I'm from immigrant parents. Uh, there was, you know, in in the '60s, in the '50s, there was a, a migration of a lot of West Indians that went to London. Mm -hmm. So my, both of my parents are from the West Indies. Mm -hmm. What part? I'm just curious. Uh, St. Lucia. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, in sure. the Caribbean. Sure. And um, I went to school there, I was brought up there, and I went to, to art school there. Uh, and ironically, I, for whatever reason, in high school in England in the 80s, that you almost was like, for some reason, you could be guaranteed a job in a bank when mm. you graduated, mm. you know? 
And I, I don't know, for some reason, that just did not interest me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, obviously, we need banks. And, yeah. You know, like, but it just didn't interest me. We and don't I, need banks. We need know, money. Uh, that's, that's another conversation <laughs> now. But go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah. we ended up, uh, I ended up going to a, co- a cousin of mine's workplace, and he was a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And I ended up looking. And, I, and what got me more than anything was the environment. Because mm-hmm. back then, there's no computers. So it was all drawing boards. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was like 14 at the time. And I kept looking around. And it changed me. It was like, oh, I want to be in this type of environment. So I ended up going to art school instead of going to work at a mm-hmm. bank. And then uh, my dad actually lived in New York at the time, and I went to visit him, and I ended up bringing my portfolio to New York. And then uh, very, I guess maybe the accent did help. I got a lot of interviews, mm-hmm. and I brought my portfolio, and I was showing it around, and I ended up getting a job in New York City, and that's and I ended up staying, basically. Mm. And that's how my career started. Now, it was interesting um, you know, New York, as New York does, mm-hmm. uh, taught me some valuable lessons. And mm-hmm. uh, so the first two years, I would say this is like 1987 to 1989, I think I got fired like four times. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to America. I know. Welcome co- to America. Welcome coming to, to, coming yeah. to America. Yeah, but yeah. Welcome to New York City. And yeah. the, the, the <laughs> final firing actually was not that firing is humorous, but mm-hmm. in a sense it was humorous. I had gotten the job from a headhunter. Mm-hmm. And I was there, and I kind of felt like I wasn't doing that great. And I overheard the boss person literally say, uh, well, we don't want him anymore. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm. You know, and then I, I remember going back to going back home, and I called my friend up, and I said, hey, man, I heard, you know, I heard the boss say we don't want him anymore. Do you think he was talking about me? And my friend was like, he was absolutely talking about you. <laughs> Always good to have friends that are real. <laughs> Keeping it real, keeping yeah, it real. So, yeah. so anyway, my dad, I remember my dad telling me after that, after firing number four, you know, he's like, you know, do you, do you really want to do this, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, I do. He's like, I think you got to find something that you're into, mm-hmm. you know, because I was working on like Mott's Apple Juice and Panty Shield packaging. It was just like mm-hmm. nothing that I was interested in. So finally, I ended up... Um, thinking about that and basically the two things I loved was music mm-hmm. and movies mm-hmm. and that's how it started you know and mm-hmm. I end up uh, you know very in a fortunate way I was 21 years old and I ended up getting a job at Def Jam Records which changed my life basically mm-hmm. and basically started my career yeah. and um, that was a life changing thing because it was like between it was like 1989 to 19. And you were doing what there? Uh, album re- covers. Re- album, I thought, yeah, thought album exactly. covers. Yeah. So like for Public Enemy. Give, give, me, give me a couple real quick. Public Enemy. Yeah, L.O. Uh, cool J. L.O. Okay. Um, uh, the big one, the one that, you know, most my son is proud of is yeah. I did the Notorious Big Ready to Die cover. Wow. Miles, you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that, J.D.? He did the cover. <laughs> we, we had baby, baby. Yeah, we all know that. We all know the record. Yeah, you did the cover. I did the cover. All right, so so now you got a little bit of the backstory right, of, of, of Kenny Gravel. Yeah. It's just a little bit of the backstory. Um, starts at Def Jam, but his career takes off. But now he's the guy that the, the Hollywood studios call to do their marketing campaigns. And when we come forward again, if you're listening live right now, watching us live, uh, you're gonna see some of the stuff he's done. We're gonna run through some of his iconic work. Talk about that. You're listening to Kenny Gravelis right now on Tavis. May Fresh Daily in the Mert Park, Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Kenny Gravelis, who is the go-to for these Hollywood studios when it comes to doing their marketing campaigns. Uh, their their posters and the like to promote their films. So uh, again, if you're watching live uh, on our YouTube channel or on uh, or on app, um, you're gonna see these things right now. If you're not listening to us live in parts around the country, go to any of my socials: uh, Tabby Smiley, Twitter, Instagram, 
uh, Facebook, and you can see these uh, posters posted on my socials. Let's run through them right quick. The first one I want to uh, uh, let you talk about is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> talk about it. Okay, so real quickly, I mean, this is a, a big deal for us. Uh, we were the first sort of black-owned agency to even work on a Star Wars campaign. Mm-hmm. So right there, we, we were kind of honored. Um, it was, ironically too, it was the very last Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And Disney had came to us and, you know, we had been trying to get on actually the last two Star Wars. Uh, and it's a very competitive business. It's usually, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, there's like a few agencies. And you, to be honest, it, it, we really, it wasn't like you kind of get one shot on these things. And thankfully, um, in our first presentation, that poster J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrahams saw and really loved. Yeah. And that was a poster that they ended up going for that was used for their real 3D screening and also used for specialty CDs. So it was a it was a kind of a great moment for the studio. J.J.'s a nice guy, a friend of mine. Yeah. So I love J.J. Abrahams. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad was... J.J. made the right choice. Yeah, he did. I'm, Thank you, I'm, J.J. I'm, I'm, I'm going to text him and tell him. Yeah, tell him, tell him for sure. The next one is... Uh... There he is. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Michael, the great thing about Mike is that he, he's really a friend of the studio. Mm-hmm. He actually had called up MGM specifically to ask us to work on the project. So, you know, getting that level of support from that type of level of, you know, uh, actor and director is super important to an comp- agency like ours. So, yeah, so he... Um, you know, totally supported us in working on the project. And, you know, this, again, we did a photo shoot and it was it was great. You know, it was like, it, you know, obviously he was so involved and in being the director on the project. So mm-hmm. he was it was it wasn't like after we took shots of him and took shots of Jonathan that he would go back to his trailer. He was there, you know, directing and being a part of it. So it was yeah. it was an awesome thing. And this I think this post that that he posted was the most post most likes he's ever gotten on. Yeah on any post it's like it, 4 million likes and no. people really responded well to that it's amazing it's an amazing piece of art and I'm glad he chose you and you keep saying the studio your company is right Gravelous, Gravelous. yeah exactly your last name yeah 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 um, Spike Lee uh, Defy Bloods Spike yeah I yeah. mean you know what the beautiful thing about Spike is that um, he is one of our biggest supporters mm-hmm. you know we've been working with Spike since 2015 actually mm-hmm. since Chirac and so basically every film that he's done since then, you know, he has made a specific point of bringing us in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like kind of like how Mike did it on Creed, it's it's such an important part of it when you have filmmakers that are supporting you. Mm-hmm. And I think with Spike, um, you know, this particular project was amazing just because we got a chance to um, connect with uh, old artists from the Black Panther era. Uh, called Emery Douglas and um, we were able to connect with him and like get that history and yeah it was just it was a great project and he actually inspired uh, the poster for for this project that blood coming down that blood blood coming down from Mm -hmm. that that right eye So the the the, so dichot- yeah, the, yes. the economy of that yeah. came from Emery's original idea, which was this um, black Vietnam soldier crying because he was while he was fighting this war at home. There was so much stuff that was going on that was so you know disruptive mm-hmm. and destructive to to his people. But yet he was fighting this war mm-hmm. for this country. So that dichotomy is what that really represents. Is like the soldier, but the tears are still there. It's a beautiful piece of work, and I've always said that Spike is as good a marketer as he is a director. Oh, absolutely, he's good. He knows yeah. what he wants. Yeah, right? he knows what he wants. More with Kenny Gravelis when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Kenny Gravelis is our is our guest um, in uh, in this hour. Uh, he is the man behind the posters that you see for so many of the films that you go to see. Got five minutes. I got to move through this right swift here. This is 
one of my favorite documentaries literally of the last 10 years. I told Raul Peck that when he did the documentary. I love the book. I am not your Negro. You did the artwork. Yeah. I mean, this was, first of all, uh, this is a very unique project. Um, when Magnolia, who the distribution company, came to us, they said something that I never heard before. And they were like, Kenny, you know, we have this title. It's called I'm Not Your Negro. And, you know, we, we want to do it justice. You know, and that was for me the first time I'd, I'd really heard a studio like be aware and self-aware and say, hey, we might not totally understand this, but we want to do it justice. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for us, our, first of all, we were honored. But secondly, the big thing that we wanted to get across is that Baldwin is bold, mm -hmm. you know, and we wanted to show and we wanted to not be afraid of that title. And that's really why we made the title so huge. And we actually concentrate on Baldwin's eyes. Yeah. So those two things we thought was going to be impactful and they ended up showing it to Raul and he loved it and it became the poster. So we were super happy. Yeah. And that poster actually stays in our lobby and it doesn't move. We have three big light boxes and two of them switched to whatever recently we've done. But this one never but moves. That one never moves. Uh, just so you know when you come in where you are. I'm coming to, I'm coming to grab this just to see that. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, when you walk in the door, you know we ain't your Negro. We, we will take your money. We will do business with you, but we ain't your Negro. Exactly. I ain't mad at you. The 1619 Project. Again, a beautiful project that we got a chance to work on. And, you know, these are the kind of like choice projects that, you know, just culturally mean so much. So when we get a chance to do something like that, um, yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. And this kid was amazing, by the way. Like just his look was, you know, I think even Oprah mentioned it. Like it was so impactful in terms of his visuals. No, so, it's, a, it's a great piece, yeah, great piece. And one last great. one. I loved, love Queen and Slim. What a great yeah. movie. Yeah, it was a yeah. great movie. And uh, Melina Matsukas, who's the director of it, mm -hmm. she worked with us pretty tirelessly for about three weeks. She came into our studio and directly we worked with her to get to this piece. And, you know, I, I give her a lot of praise because, you know, she really um, crafted a beautiful yeah. piece and fought for a very strong poster. I promised to have you back. We had to, we had to get the mayor of Montgomery in today. <laughs> As you should have. Yeah, everybody's talking about that. <laughs> In the 90 seconds I have left, right. though, tell me about this access program, program. that you all are doing. Yeah. So very quickly, you know, as you know, there's not a lot of black and brown people that do what we do. And we're at a position now where we, we need to make pathways. So thankfully, we um, connected with Otis Art School, and we're basically using them as the hub to create this particular program called Access. It's called Access because that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And we're basically going to be uh, teaching these kids about what we do, making posters, editing trailers, all those things. And basically, it's going to be 18 black and brown kids. And thankfully, and you know, to the to the gods, Netflix are funding it. Oh, good. So it's starting in September. It's called Access. And the first 18 kids have already been picked. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we hope to continue to grow so we can get more kids of color into this industry, understanding that there's room for them here. You're doing great work, Kenny. Grab. As you, I mentioned sir. earlier during the commercial break, I want to have you come back because I want to have just a, a, a bigger conversation, broader, bolder conversation about black images mm -hmm. and black imagery sure. and the way it's being used or not used and explored. Just a conversation about black imagery. Would absolutely. you come Would you come back and do that? Absolutely. would love to, Tavis. We'll, have, we'll make that happen, have an hour for that conversation. Perfect. Uh, we're going to need an hour. Maybe we may need <laughs> no. three hours for that <laughs> no, conversation. Uh, but Kenny, good to have you Have you come in and thank you for your your brilliant, brilliant work. Oh, um, thank you so much. It's Thanks. an honor to meet you. An honor to be and I will always so remember much. that you did your first radio interview on Tavish. Big, oh my God. Thank you, my sir. privilege. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. More of our show tomorrow. Lord willing, thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep the faith.